0: Hello, and thanks for joining me at the ABC show. We have a great guest today, one of the pillars in building the Dubai's entrepreneurship ecosystem. Please help me welcome Natalia. Hi, Natalia. How are you? Hey, Abe. Uh, Great to be part of the show, and thanks for the invite. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know me and you, we we catch up regularly, and really nice to talk to you because the conversation always flows. So please tell me more about you and what you do. Well, obviously,
1: um, you know me from the side of working with entrepreneurship ecosystem and uh, uh, working with the stakeholders to ensure that we have uh, a clear pathway. For entrepreneurs to explore the opportunities, the market opportunities that Dubai has to offer. Um, and with that, uh, working with entrepreneurship uh, means working with uh, all the side of the human side of uh, people involved in the field. And we are talking about uh, um, fear of failure, we are talking about ego game, we are talking about uh, ambitious, strive for self-realization. And um, If I look at myself, uh, how I ended up working with uh, entrepreneurs and uh, um, being blessed of working uh, with my organization, I could say that um, my genuine interest in human psychology and uh, um, being uh, people-centric has been very important. And uh, you probably had a number of conversations before that what I do with my blog that I dedicate to psychology, to the um, organizational be- uh, behavior, behavior and the science, um, I'm very much interested in many, many things, right? So entrepreneurship, uh, human psychology, uh, behavioral science and technology. And uh, um, what technology brings to us as individuals and how it shapes our interactions with each other and with ourselves as well. When we speak about how we could manage our stress how we can have a a greater uh, quality of life using the technology and the tools that are available to us today. So that's in a natural, uh, the area um, of my interest. And I think we'll have a chance to talk about it, that uh, we with you, as many people probably are uh, listening to this podcast, um, we wear many hats And I know that you were particularly you're going to wear many hats for this show specifically and um, but I want to just uh, close up the uh, introduction and basically um, concentrate on the subject of our conversation today that hopefully will be of value to the listeners
0: fantastic fantastic and that's true I will be wearing it you know for people watching the YouTube video I'll be watching uh, a different uh, hat for every guest but um, so yeah, let's let's talk more. Let's talk about your beginnings. You know, I know we've had an interesting conversation earlier about, uh, you know, how you started and how you got here. It was a very inspirational conversation. So please enlighten us and enlighten our uh, guests, our listeners. Well,
1: Sure, with pleasure. So it's very interesting that uh, um, you're wearing um, a hat with a symbol of Canada. Um, I'm coming not from Canada, but of the climate close enough uh, to the Canadian one. So I was born in uh, Siberia. Uh, For many um, people on on this uh, podcast, probably they know the place based on the some of the anecdotes and the jokes, um, specifically when you refer to the cold uh, uh, AC uh, rooms uh, in Dubai. Specifically, um, I was born in Siberia. In um, I've been always interested uh, in the area of international affairs uh, uh, and uh, decision-making. So, and I have been studious in uh, building myself toward uh, pursuing the path in academia. Um, I was looking at myself as the future professor in the international relations, in uh, trade, um, and whatever it entails. Um, With that, again, I want to recall that all of the things that I was dreaming about uh, was taking place somewhere in the middle of Siberia. Sounds humorous to dream about international relations and make a difference there. And um, I was an excellent student. I was always a nerd and I still I I am still and I'm fairly proud about it. and one day I decided that uh, it's time for me, I was already in, uh, in college, uh, it's time for me to start my career, and again, the reality back that time was very different what, from what um, young people have today, um, we didn't have such concept of internship. There was simply no such thing. You're supposed to finish your five years of education. And back the time, there was traditional system of five years. And then you go to work somewhere in whatever place uh, is uh, job placement you will get from the university, supported by university, uh, or you will actually apply and get the job. So and I called uh, one day, I called my mother and I told her mom, um, you know, my area of interest, I'm excellent student, and I feel that I'm ready to launch my international career and I want to do two things. First of all, I want to start my career in Germany because a part of my family is German and I was looking into the opportunities uh, to to have the overseas experience. And the second thing I told, I I need to push my education forward and I want to go to the US and I want to get my master's from the US. Um, There was a, a pause on that call with my mother and she started by uh, by answering that she loves me dearly and she believes that I'm the smartest kid she has ever known. But unfortunately those opportunities are probably not for the people like myself uh, because we're coming from a very humble beginning and um, she she wanted to protect me and warn me, uh, protect me from the disappointment. But I was fearless. I said, no, mom, um, if you believe me, if you love me, uh, then I will show you what I can do. And just in the matter of um, three weeks, After that call, after all my applications, um, I received um, the the notifications that, first of all, when it comes to the internship, I I got the internship in Germany with United Nations Project. That was very exciting because that was an organization I was so admiring. Um, And Fulbright uh, also uh, notified me that I'm passing to the next stage. And, of course, I called my parents and I said, look, your daughter is doing that. And it took another three weeks where I received another um, set of notification and the one was uh, saying that regretfully the project that I was supposed to be engaged in Germany was cancelled due to unprecedented circumstances. And unfortunately, I didn't pass um, to the next stage of the Fulbright Scholarship. So we're talking about roughly one and a half months where I was very high. And the age was uh, the next uh, three months when I was very, very low. And it was the time when you sit and back that time I was living with my uh, roommates uh, in college dorm and I was sitting and I was like, I'm ashamed even to tell them how I'm supposed to tell to my parents. And, and you know what? I actually didn't tell them. I regrouped. For me, it was the choice, right? Either I sit and dwell and have this self-pity or I find a way. And I just regrouped. I reconnected with um, the organization um, called ISIC, which is, I think it's still very active. It's one of the largest organizations supporting um, youth, talented youth. And I explored the opportunity with them. I locked my internship with the Chamber of Commerce in Germany to work with the international department and support all the realms of responsibilities around international trade, which was exactly that I was passionate about. And I want to remember that I remind or I haven't told that when I was applying for Fulbright scholarship to uh, one of the most prestigious international scholarship, um, scholarships run by the U.S. State Department, I would go uh, along the easier route. I will apply for the master's in history. And it was linked to close to what I studied back in Russia. Um, and obviously I got rejected. And I said, you know what? I failed once. I will raise my bar. I will actually apply to go to business school. And when I contacted the Fulbright Center uh, in uh, Moscow, they said definitely no, because back that time, the the organization was not supporting the grant for the business school for Russian applicants. Um, And I just asked, can I speak with the ambassador? Can you give me an opportunity to talk to the panel who decides uh, who of Russian applicants could uh, pursue education in, uh, in, Uh, in the US and I could tell you that that interview wasn't easy I think I still believe it was the hardest interview I've ever taken in my life and then in about six eight months I was already in Germany completing my internship and I was already preparing uh, after I complete my internship in Germany with Chamber of Commerce I catch the flight and I go to Boston that was the deal and it was uh, it was Slightly more than 10 years ago. And uh, since then, the world has changed for me. But that was a pivotal moment. And uh, like there were many more moments that I could speak about. But um, this is where, again, the choice is always yours. And maybe I, I sound a little bit harsh, maybe because I was raised in a harsh climate. I don't know, maybe it's related to that. But you don't dwell, you don't go into self pity mode. You regroup and you
0: move on. That's what you do and you know what i i love exactly what you're saying um because you know failure or you know we talked about this or even like like small bumps in people's you know uh you know trajectory or where they're gonna go right uh some some people cannot really dig themselves out of that right and i think um you know from an entrepreneurship aspect you know i've I've had my successes, but I've also had my share of a lot of failures. And I think uh, it not only gave me tough skin uh, because, you know, I've had one of the guests on the show say entrepreneurs are really hard on themselves. And I do agree that because, because they, you know, that whole failure thing, Um, uh, a society looks down on it and B it, it really demotivates you from doing anything else. So this is something that, um you know, I see with a lot of people, you know, a, a small speed bump and then they're like back to zero while some people have already built a mechanism how to deal with that. And I think the cliche thing that in the Silicon Valley, they say I'll fail fast. Right. So because they want people to get that out of the way and and I, and, and and moving from different ecosystems, because I've started, um, you know, startups in Canada and in Jordan and in the UAE, you know, failing fast is something that i learn how to do and honestly it doesn't bother me anymore which is kind of bothers me now if just to think about it because you know I, I should give it a bit more love and the new ideas and essentially that is why you know how we met um you know through um, the program i'm running with startup boot camp is because i kind of done with starting something and i want to give back whatever i've learned over my 17 18 years of entrepreneurship uh starting companies back to the um a lot of the founders because a lot of them fall into the same traps and the same uh, you know uh failures that I went through you know people think money is the it fixes all the issues with startups that's not true it's always about the connections about the businesses it's about uh the product it's about your consumer but anyway i i love how you regrouped and you just you know energized into so much more and you got actually where you want and had the courage to actually face off the ambassador i'm sure that was not a. am sure that wasn't a very pleasant experience i can tell you from uh i've had similar uh things in my life but that was definitely i think you walking into that meeting your heart was like racing like 100 beats per second like
1: that, so well, I think it's uh, you you, you touch a very important point uh, about um, what's uh, like let's speak about a little bit more on the entrepreneurship front, uh, because a uh, fear of failure is one thing, but the see, and you gave the example of Silicon Valley where uh, the kids are obsessed with this concept of failing fast, but then, uh, California, Silicon Valley is the place what, where everybody is obsessed with um, retreats, meditation, and the industry is booming there because of why? Because of the issue of mental health. It's a, And this is where we need to speak about what defines you as a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Are you a successful entrepreneur where you make the headlines with a photo, like with your hands uh, to the to your chest, a little bit of... 30, 45 degree angle, and then uh, as some uh, cringe-based like website will publish about you, or you're a successful entrepreneur where you do what you like, whatever you are bootstrapping, whether you are fundraising, and then you still have sanity, you have joy of life, you have drive, and uh, you have a relationship with the people you cherish. So I think this is where an slowly but gradually we are moving toward that this um, importance of the mental health when it comes to conversation about successful entrepreneurship it's not one way and i think there was it definitely was the trend probably 10 15 years ago where even 10 years ago where i remember this hustle culture yeah. Well, the most abused word in uh, in the conversation, uh, in podcast, in YouTube videos, like hustle, 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 let me show you my hustle journey. And so I think we're moving from these two polarities where we show there was a picture and we've already made it. It was so easy and no one sees the bumps. Uh, um, for, or like hustle, look at me, I'm suffering, I'm sleeping on the floor of the factory, right? To somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. What it takes a good life and i think covid 20 uh, covid 2020 well covid 19 which happened to us in a year 2020 actually showed that there is so little we can predict there is so little we can plan ahead and all we can concentrate on is the quality of our life today and quality again i can speak about my own definition of a quality of, of life is about um, pursuing self realization through the daily work i am strong proponent and believer in the virtue of daily work i um and that's what um i think where if you think about a failure of the incident of a failure you work toward uh Um, signing the contract, for instance, for this wonderful podcast that we're doing today, um, there will be some, for instance, sponsorship opportunities, and there was a specific sponsor that you really want to be part of because they contribute to the brand. And then you were so much close and you spent so much time, and then it was just no for whatever management changed. But it's a one incident in the day. And it just like and you know how to go through this day, and you know what you need to do tomorrow. So, and I think if we sh- start shifting from this perspective of um, the hard part of hustling, from the rosy, dreamy picture that you want to see, and you focus on just the process today, and every day worthwhile that's where I think it it will bring so much more peace and it will help you to uh, mitigate uh, the the fear. Because most often we also like, we're not fear of something, right? We're we're fearful of the feelings that we will experience, right? Uh, When people are looking at us, when um, maybe there was a tone of voice and like will change or so on. But most of the time people don't care, right? And then we know this but then um the question is um do we believe that uh, entrepreneurship is part of our genes and it's uh, defined predefined or it's something that uh, we build and develop so what do you think
0: so you know you bring a very good point actually and which is this balance i used to be or i used to think myself as a hustler like because i i worked crazy hours i you know i and i would try to know this person and try to see how I can help them and see how I can get a piece. But as I as my entrepreneurship journey grew and I as I got to meet a lot of people um, and, you know, you touched on a couple of good points with the process and the mental health and the balance. And I think there's like a triangle relationship here that I really want to address, because um, right now, I have to say, I'm not as a hustler as I used to be, but then again, I know what my strengths are and I know how much brain power or how much effort I need to do. And if it's, you know, I'm not going to do things that are going to burn me out just because the sake to be a part of it. Even if there is a good financial, uh, you know what I mean? Like like for me, um, you know, money, money is important for everybody, but money is not the goal that drives me. Money is... is uh, it, it'll eventually get there if you get to your, what you want uh happen. And I did learn a lot of things about mental wellness, especially in the uh, COVID uh, lockdown eras. Uh, I personally liked the lockdown because it it gave me perspective on life and it gave me uh, an understanding what I need to work on and what I don't need to work on, and as well as really eliminated all these toxic people in my life. And, you and, know, and, and you know, certain people you work with uh even in entrepreneurship even they're the best at what they do but you know not having to sit with them honestly you know opened my horizons to so much more and uh, i'm so much more productive by the way and uh i'm so much like i feel healthier because uh now i make better choices i don't have to you know jump into million meetings and then i have to eat like the crappiest food or like right now i just i'm picky and choosy because that has happened and i think that balance uh people don't get yet you know between the mental between the choices and between the process the process right now i have almost a process for everything in my life which is sad but I, I you know what but it, it, it makes me happy that's that's the point you know it may so that's why there's a that triangle and honestly this is not copyrighted i, I just came up with this but Right now, you brought up these three very solid pillars, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sure there's something around there. And you've worked with so many like entrepreneurs, and you see everybody on one on one of the angles of this, you know, triangle, or even another section. You know, some people are super hustlers. Some people are all about the mental wellness. Some people are not process oriented at all, and 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 having to balance them, some people struggle, and and. I struggled for a while but now I think I have a lot more clarity on things that I do not want to do.
1: But I think I think Abe, I think for us it's important I want to establish for and for the people who are listening to us that we with you we don't do not know ultimate truth and we are not uh, well at least me I'm not preaching for ultimate truth and I don't want to come here sitting in a, like I catch the zen I know what's the right thing because i think the the beauty of life that at every part at stage of your life there is certain truth yeah. that's applied to that stage of life and uh so we are not uh hustling in this uh in um in the term that we both of you i would think our generation knew it uh, um but who knows maybe in five years we have a chat like that, like that and we are doing this because it's a part of our life because and that's why i think it's uh, fundamental it's important that um if i think about people like who are about like 18 20 years old and they're listening to us and they are trying to manage their uh parents expectations figuring out because they have spent already one two years in college and they realize that look no guarantee whatsoever if i ever secure that job um and the world is changing so fast and then they're trying to and everybody's saying you have to showcase your leadership skills you have to be member of this organization of that organization and then there is their peers who are doing the instagram kind of life and uh, boasting about the lifestyle and uh, um, whatever hashtag they use uh, uh, i don't read those so um again not because i'm writers i I just i'm just not interested and don't have time but And these kids are sitting there and they're so struggling. And we can't, uh, we probably are not in the position to say that you should not hustle because probably at that period of time, you actually through the hustle you learn because what I learned the most, I learned about my own limits. I learned how to deal with difficult situation and how to deal with rejection. And I think this is what a lot of the kids who haven't gone who, for instance, maybe have been born in a very, um, soft environment uh, from the perspective safe environment from the um um security perspective social security perspective
0: so let me tell you my my first job is and i don't think anybody knows so i i i kind of did two things at the same time while i was a student um, so i got a job as a knife salesman from door to door
1: You were both uh, uh, dangerous and cute, right?
0: (laughs) We were selling some really sharp knives, but they were really expensive. Uh, And then I was also doing a call center job, which ironically became a career. And I think the rejection, dealing with so many different people, reading the room uh, or reading the person on the phone, reading between the lines, really toughened me up and really gave me that experience that I needed to do to get how to deal with people and i'm going to ask you one last question before we we uh we end this um, podcast so if you have the chance to get one super super superpower or to become one superhero which hero would you be or which power would you get
1: uh so a superpower uh i have been always fascinated by history And I would love to be able to go and check it out, how it was, um, be it in ancient Egypt, maybe it's maybe some 19th century. With that one remark, important remark, I still would prefer to get healthcare from the 2020 year 2021. (laughs) There is one limitation. I would love to be able to travel and experience different times in the past, but I believe, and probably it's um, very important uh, for me, at least message that I would like to share that I believe that we are living in the very best time uh, the humankind uh, have seen so far. And there is uh, the, there are facts for that. There is statistics for that um, because we are living in the most safest world full of opportunities for everybody.
0: I love that. I don't think anybody has ever said uh, time traveler. Uh, that's uh, super cool uh and uh it's something that i honestly would like to do. i'd like to go back maybe explore every one of the decades for the last 100 years to see what really changed but that's uh super cool okay natalia thank you very much for coming on the show it was always a pleasure to have you i hope uh you keep doing what you're doing hopefully add another 10,000 more entrepreneurs to dubai and to the region uh and once again i really thank you for your time today
1: thank you very much pleasure being with you and uh, look forward to seeing um more of this episode in live because we need uh, i think there is a room there is a need for the honest conversation uh, in uh, this region and thanks for doing this
0: yes thank you very much and one more time our hashtag is real talk no nonsense thank you very much